Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in to the FTI Sports Show. My name is Chris Asbrock, and we are joined tonight, finally, after I swear it seemed like it took a while, but my H2 Sports colleague, Zach Ballard, is on the phone. Zach, after that absolute gong show, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing, Chris. I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm not too bad. Not too bad at all. Now, I tell you what, I had to switch to my laptop, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little fired up right now. I mean, there is no reason that, oh, my, I'm I'm fuming right now for all the crap I just had to deal with. And I'm not going to lie, some people are going to they're going to feel my wrath right now. I mean, I'm not real happy. Like, Cincinnati Bell Internet? Like, you got to be kidding me. Absolute joke. Oh, my gosh. I'm fired up right now. Holy cow. Woo! All that matters, though, is I'm on here now. <laughs> That's You know what? That's true. That's, you know, it could be much worse. Yep. Oh, man. That was that was hectic. But, uh, like I said, now that I got that off my chest, uh, thank you guys very much again for tuning in to the FTI Sports Show. Again, my name is Chris Asbrock. And I'm joined here by, like I said, my colleague, Zach Ballard. Uh, we are brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Uh, Dickie's Barbecue with two brand-new locations in South Lebanon, Ohio, and also in Mason. So make sure you check out Dickie's.com for more information. And make sure you check out those two locations as well. Dickie's Barbecue is uh, it's fantastic. So I would highly I would highly advise everyone to check it out. So, oh, man. Whew. With that being said... Zach, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. At least good. the Bengals are getting me through the off season. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. It's been, uh, you know, for Reds fans, it's been a, uh, it's been quite the, uh, quite the last couple months. Um, for me, also as a Blue Jays fan, it's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic about it. So I can't really complain. Except for right now, they're losing. But I mean, can't win them all. Well. So Jose Bautista just went deep, so it's 2-1 now. Bam! Bam! That's what I'm talking about. Joey Bats, my friend. Joey Bats. Oh, man. By the way, what did you think of his uh, epic uh, bat flip the other night? I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I'm one of those people, I, I don't think it makes sense of why only in baseball, no other sports, guys get hit and criticized for whenever they uh, celebrate doing something good. I mean, in the, in the NFL, if somebody got – if somebody wanted to take somebody out every time they celebrated a play, then no one would be able to play. Everybody would be hurt. You know what? That's uh, that's my main – that was my main thing about that. I mean, I, I saw nothing wrong with it. I mean, he just hit the biggest home run of his career. So my thing is – what do you expect the guy to do, you know? He just went yard. Right. And, I mean, it just it was an absolute epic blast as well. I mean, it was just, I mean, phenomenal. So, like, I don't understand what people were expecting from him, but well, my again, that's just advice, me. My hint of advice for the players and stuff who get mad at that stuff is don't give up home runs. That, thank you. Okay, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because, you know, I mean, I look at, the fact, you know, like I said, I you know I coach baseball, so you know what? Like you said, if people are gonna get mad about it, again, if if my if my you know one of my players was mad or something like that, you know, hey, don't get parked fifty five rows deep, and you wouldn't have to see the guy doing that, you know. Now, if he's you're doing the, yeah, you're... A 50, if he if he's doing it in a fifteen to one game, it's a whole different ball game. But yeah, you know, I mean, my God, home run. If you just hit a three-run home run like that in the playoffs, then if you don't celebrate and go crazy, then you're not human. Exactly. And you're not – I mean, and then kind of what does that show your teammates, you know? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of ridiculous the way people were um, – you know, some people were all upset about it, some weren't. But, I mean, hey, I don't know. What can you do? But, oh, man, you're going to have to excuse my voice. I'm coming off of a nice little cold, so. That sounded a little raspy. Oh. I apologize, but no worries. Um, so, I 
mean, well, um, before we get everything started, uh, if you guys want to call in, I know, Zach, you've got a pretty good following uh, from your Twitter account. You know, you can follow Zach on Twitter at RedsChat2015. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to call in, talk to Zach, by all means do it. Uh, you can call in at 516-387-1365. Uh, it's 516-387-1365. And uh, we'll take any questions you have. Uh, we'll talk a little Reds baseball here. Uh, kind of, you know, what you know, what's kind of transpired over the past couple of days. Uh, we may talk a little bit, of, you know, a little Bengals. Uh, I know Zach and I are big into it. Um, you know, I do predictions every week and kind of break down each game on my blog at uh, fcisports.blogspot.com. Also, you can check us out uh, with page2sports.com. Uh, I've been covering hockey lately, so that's our Zach. Uh, we're, you know, you've got, you know, you're all over the place. You know, where can people check out your stuff? Uh, you can read some of my stuff at page2sports.com under the red section. I wrote a little bit for page two uh, about the Charlotte Hornets, some about the Bengals. You know, I got my Twitter account. I have my own blog on there. You normally can find me on there. That's where I'm at. I won't be tweeting stuff as much during this off season, but whenever the season or anything big goes down, you know, I better believe that I'll be right on it. But the best chances are if you want to get a hold of me, um, probably just my Twitter. That's the best way to go. I'll be I'll be putting my email on there for too long, so if people want to email me about anything than they could, and then me and you hopefully will uh, continue to do this more and more. Well, as long as, as long as the damn thing works, then I'd be more willing to do it. But actually, we have, we have a call here, it looks like, so let's uh, let's uh, hop in real quick and take the call. Hello, you're on the air with, uh, with, with Zach and Chris. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, there we go. Our very first calling, and that's what it was. So I should have known because it was a number with a bunch of ones that popped up, so I shouldn't have gotten too excited about it. But uh, regardless, um, I don't know what that was. It sounded like a bunch of uh, fart noises, which, I mean, whatever. So, hey, who knows? But, Zach, uh, what do you want to jump into first? I mean, it's the words come out that uh, the Reds are going to be keeping Brian Price. He's come back for next season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that so far? I mean, it's kind of – it's it's a hot button topics, you know, with Reds fans all over the country. And uh, what are your thoughts on keeping Brian Price and bringing him back for 2016? Yeah, I, t- I tweeted about it the other day. I mean, a couple points you can look at it either way. One, the Reds aren't going to contend next year. I mean, they're just not going to. So another one, what's the point if you're not going to contend and firing them? So you're because you're going to have to pay them either way. I'm not sure how much he's getting paid next year, but, I mean, you might as well go and give him the money. Um, another one is Price is in the major leagues because he knows how to teach guys how to pitch. Whenever he came to the Reds, the whole pitching staff was a complete mess. I mean, top to bottom, it was just terrible. He turned it around, and if there's anybody that I want these young pitchers like Iglesias and DiScofani, Lorenzen, and all these guys to learn from, it's Price. And then... Another thing, last thing that I've always thought of, I'm kind of in between with Walt Jockety. Uh, I think he's done a great job with the trades. But other than that, I don't think he's done very much because no manager, I don't care who it is, dead or alive, you can pick whoever you want, could have won with the roster the Reds had this year. So, I mean, I was, I was kind of just in the middle. I wasn't really happy about it. I wasn't mad about it because – I'm realistic, and I know that the Reds aren't going to win a whole lot next year. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'm kind of glad he's back because it would be pointless just to fire him. Well, I mean, the, another thing is the Reds just announced uh, yesterday their their coaching staff. Jeff Pico is out as pitching coach. The new pitching coach is Mark Riggins. Um, Bell's all, Bell is out, and so is Tinsley. Um, Jim Riggleman is moving from third base to – uh, to be the bench coach, you know, Jim Riggleman, he brings a wealth of experience as well, which would be nice. Uh, Billy Hatcher is going to move from first to third, so that will be nice. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen anything on who's going to be the new first base coach. I don't know if you have, Zach, uh, but I have it's, not. Uh, it's going to be Mike Stefanski. Okay, so it is going to be – okay. Yeah, because I haven't seen anything about that. So, 
that makes yeah. sense. I mean, well, I mean, what are your thoughts on 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 Pico being gone and bringing in uh, Mark Riggins? So, like, how do you think about what do you think about that? Uh, I guess the numbers don't lie. Since Pico got hired two years ago, the Reds pitching staff has went downhill. I mean, I don't think he was all of that. But I guess he played a little bit. Riggins, he's been pitching coach with the Cubs, Cardinals before, and he's got a pretty good track record. Um, he's been with the Reds the last three years down the minor leagues. So he's well-respected, and the guy knows how to teach these guys to pitch. He's um, He knows everybody. He's familiar. Other than Di Scalfani, he's... He's uh, coached everyone at some point. So I don't think they interviewed anybody else. So I think they pretty much had a good idea of who they wanted. So I'm pretty happy with Riggins, although I don't think it'll matter that much. But uh, I saw a quote the other day in C. Trent's article. He said that one player who didn't identify himself said that Brian Price is not a bad manager. He just put himself around other coaches who were incapable of doing a good job. So hopefully these guys can start to turn that corner, unlike the other guys they had. Huh. That's interesting. I had not seen that. I mean, you know, it's tough because when you when you put yourself in that position and you don't and you don't put yourself or you don't surround yourself with good guys, I mean that could really be the downfall to you and your career. Uh, and, and I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, if the Reds aren't good next year. Is Brian Price come back for 2017? No, he's not. I think. I think. Let's see. I think. Um. I think for him to come back, I think they have just just show improvement. If the young pitchers get better, and I think if they just go, if they go, if they win 75 games, I think Price is back for one more year. I think they give him a one year extension. Well, you know what? With this, honestly, you're probably right with this front office. Phil, I don't. I. I'm not a fan of Walt Jockety. I think that he he's got uh, many flaws. I mean, if you look at it, look at the Cardinals. They got rid of Walt Jockey because they did not match the their their like I guess direction did not match what Jockey's direction was. They got rid of him. Look what happened. I mean, the card it speaks for themselves. I mean, he's done a good job, but then after he's good for a couple years, and that's about it. And then next thing you know things start to head south. So, I mean, that's the problem. And I, I think that that's where we're headed here with, um, with Jockey and this organization. But I don't see, I don't see the Reds making any, any move to, you know, to change that. Well, whenever the season was coming down to an end and people, the rumors started swirling about Jockey possibly not being back. He said that he'd like to come back for another year. So, I mean, just, by common sense, that sounds like I'd like to do one more year and then retire or something. So, I mean, I don't think he has that much longer. But I would say two years max, maybe. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, it looks like we have another caller here, too. Hopefully this will work. Let's see. Um, let's see if we can get him on here. Let's see. Hello, caller. What's your name and uh, where you're from? Well, I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like somebody just put their phone up to the or music up to their phone. That's that's kind of what it sounded like. It was that same. It, there's no number that's popping up, so I'm just gonna was probably. It the same if it's, yeah, it's a bunch of ones, so I don't know. I mean, I've never had to call it. Do you have to like identify a number or anything like that, or what? I don't know how it works. Because there's got to be a way to screen calls. See, that's why. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. My goodness. I'll just if that number pops up again, I'll just uh, I'll just ignore it. All right. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, you know what? That it's all about. It's all about the beauty of live radio. Is what this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, it's all good. There's, there's no harm. But, there's no harm. Somebody having a little fun. Hey, you know what? I yeah, I've got as long as you're not cussing up a storm here, I don't see I don't see a big issue with it, you know? It's kinda it's kinda how I look at it. But yeah. uh so I mean we know that what the Reds have done so far, um, move wise, 
they've gotten a lot younger, um, especially with the pitching staff. Um, next year, you know, you're looking at, you know, there's going to be a lot of new faces who are going to be uh, towing the rubber at Great American Ballpark next year. Now, where would you rate the Reds pitching staff? Um, obviously, you know, we see what Quaid has been doing with, you know, with the Royals now. What does – how would you compare that to – I guess my question is, how confident are you feeling um, knowing that the, a lot of the younger guys got some pretty solid experience this year? I mean, because, my God, the whole last half of the season, you know, they went all with, with rookies. So, you know, with that being said – how confident are you in those guys that, you know, they can get it done or is your concern going to fall somewhere else? Uh, I think it's great that they got all the experience they did last year. I mean, I've said since, heck, the middle of June, depending on how the young pitching does develop, the Reds could be decent next year because, I mean, this year the Mets, I mean, they're playing for the World Series. And if you look at the numbers, they had a worse offense all around than the Reds. They just had awesome young pitching. So, I mean, if you got guys like Iglesias and Scafani who you would think are going to continue to develop and get better, that's a good start. But then if Finnegan and Lorenzen and Stevenson and these guys, or even Lamb and Moscott or even Cody Reed, jump in there and are successful right off, then they could be pretty decent and win 80 games or so. But I'm, I guess I have – Obviously, a little bit of worrisome in there because it's still going to be a handful of rookies and then a handful of second guys. But my biggest worry probably falls on Billy Hamilton can't hit. Jay Bruce, yeah. to be completely honest, can't hit either. He's a streaky. It's not even. He's not even streaky really anymore. I mean, he just he's bad for two months and then has like three good games. And then who's yeah. going to play left field? I don't know if it's going to be Suarez or Jorman Rodriguez or who, but. The outfield is definitely my number one concern. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I, I think that, you know, there was, there's a lot of promise. I mean, you can see that there's a lot of young talent, but it is. The fact they're too young and they're just they're just not ready yet. And to me that, you know, that's a uh, – it, it's a cause for concern. I mean, you know, let's be honest here. It's a – Hey, we're going to have to take our bumps, you know, for another year is what, it, is what it's looking like, unfortunately. But, you know, that's the way it goes. It's just a matter of, you know, you got to roll with these young guys, take your bumps, and reap the benefits later on. I think that's what's going to happen. But, unfortunately, I mean, next season's not going to be as fun as, as many had hoped. Yeah, next season's not going to be – Next season is not going to be any good either, to be completely honest. Like I said, the young pitching develops faster; they'll be decent, but it's still we're not going to be that good. Obviously, we can't contend yeah. with the Cubs this upcoming year because the Cubs they might win 110 games. Dude, the Cubs are loaded. I mean, you can see what I mean. There was a lot of buzz around the the area uh, here because you know Kyle Schwarber, he's from. You know, he's from Cincinnati, uh, from Middletown High School, right up the street. I mean, my goodness, that kid, just he's an absolute beast. And, you know, it it's one of those things to where, you know, if you look at the Cubs and you look at where they are, man, holy cow, are they good. And they are I going mean, to be good for a long time. They made it to the NLCS this year, and that, this is the worst team that they're going to have for the next five years. And, I mean that's that's terrifying, isn't it? That's absolutely terrifying. If you're a baseball fan, you don't like games. the Cubs. Yeah, they won ninety-seven I mean, games, and this is the worst they'll be for the next five years. That's just absolutely. I mean, that's asinine to think about. That's just how good this team is. I mean, you know, that's, that's the wonders of having a good GM. Exactly. And I knew once they hired Theo Epstein, I knew I was like, well, this is going to get out of hand pretty quick. And sure enough, it did. Because the Cubs, well, I mean, say what they, they're good. The top one hundred, the top one hundred rankings too. Right now, they got four pitchers in there. I mean, you heard about Schwarber and Baez and uh, Bryant and all these guys and Addison Russell. 
with the top 400 now, they got pitchers in there. So they got they have just as much money as anybody, so they can go sign whoever they want to. Exactly. Exactly. That's, you know, that's so true. So true. And it's, uh, like I said, if you're a baseball fan and you don't like the Cubs, well, have fun because you get, it's not going to You better get used to them winning. Exactly, because they're not going anywhere. But – um, actually, I just threw out on Twitter. I I, uh, I mentioned something about you know calling in. Uh, I threw a tweet out there. You know that we're live on the air. Uh, again, you got some call in five one six three eight seven one three six five. Hop on the air and talk uh, with Zach and myself here about Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we're gonna get you know a little bit more into that. Uh, I know Zach, you wanted to mention some stuff about arbitration. Uh, what do you want to What do you want to throw in there regarding uh, arbitration right now? Uh. Arbitration is tricky. Some people don't understand it because it's—I mean—it's just a tricky ordeal. They got a couple guys coming up. For one, I think the biggest one they got to figure out is what are you going to do with Zach Cozart? Um, if I was the GM, I would offer him whatever I think he wouldn't accept. That way, he would walk. Because no way in the world do I want a shortstop who's 30 years old coming off of reconstructive knee surgery when I have Eugenio Suarez waiting right there who can play shortstop next year, and he's 24 years old. So, arbitration... So, you would, you would, you would, get, rid of, you would get rid of Cozart? Yeah, I would. I, I will be very disappointed if Cozart's back next year. Really? See, I'm kind of just the opposite. I, I'm all for bringing him back. I, but I think... Because I guess here's my thing. If there's a way that you can look at getting rid of a Brandon Phillips. See if there's a way you can shop him, get rid of that contract. Then you can either move, you can either move Suarez to second base, which I would, pro- I think Suarez to second base would be much better than Cozart because Cozart is a much better defensive shortstop, and he's yeah, about to come no along. That's no question. I mean, much better. I mean, do you really want to offer a 30-year-old shortstop with a new knee $6 million whenever you got Suarez, who's going to make $550,000? Well, I never said that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just like... It, I know, it, I'm, it, just, it, I'm just talking it, like tough. most people do. I get it. I, I definitely get it. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, it's one of those things, you know, you know, hey, I, that's why they get paid the big bucks. And actually, it looks like we have a, a caller here from looks like a legit phone number. So that's that's fantastic. So let's get them on the air here real quick. And um, let's see. Hopefully it'll work. My God, there we go. Let's see. Waiting for it to come on in. Oh, caller, state your name and where are you from? Hello, you're live on the air with uh, Zach and Chris. Oh, there we go. More music. I don't know what that was. I know. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they can hear or not. But I'm going to put them back on hold. We'll try them again here in a second. But uh, so I'm yeah, you're going to go for. I'm not sure if people are playing their music or if whenever we try and answer, they just like it's the waiting tone or not. I, you know, I don't know because I've I have not had a problem with this before. Like, because I've had, um, you know, I've had, you know, multiple callers in at one time, so I don't know what the issue is. Um, <laughs> I I have no clue, but we'll try. I mean, maybe it's just maybe it's a connection thing. I'm gonna leave them on hold. I'll get them back here in a minute, but. Uh, right. Yeah, like I said, I've never had any issues with it before, so we'll try them again here and see what and see what happens. But uh, back on the arbitration thing, there's a couple other guys. Uh, I think there's only two more that go through arbitration, other than well, two more that they can non-tender: uh, Sam Lecure and Ryan Matthews. Which Lecure, I don't think, even wants to come back to Cincinnati after what was done to him to start the year out when Kevin Gregg was picked over him. Which I, nobody understood that, and yeah. then Ryan Matthews, which he's just not very good. So hopefully he's not back. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing. You know, I I don't know. I think those two. I think they can. You know, they can probably both walk in my eyes. 
Okay, now the number's showing up here again. So let's try this again and get them back on. Hopefully this will work. Let's see. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with uh, Zach and Chris. State your name and where are you from? Is that the... Hello, state your name where are you from? More music. I know. Let's see. Hi, you're live on the air. State your name. Where are you from? Well, let's see here. I don't know what's going on, Zach. I have no clue what's up. It's oh, just, well. it, it sounds. It sounds like it's the. Uh, sounds like it is. It's a hold tone. That's just. It's staying on there, and they're not. I'm just gonna try and. I'm gonna put them live here and see if it works. I don't know what the issue is. Let's see. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. If you uh, if you just called in, state your name, where you're from, and see if we can try and get this thing rolling here again. Hello, you're live on the air with Zach and Chris. I don't know what's I don't know what's up. Well, regardless, um, we'll, I'll keep them on here and see if we can drop in here and see if we can get going. So, All right. Well, um, I, what else did you want to? What else did you want to hop on with? Uh, you know, in regards to uh, the Reds, is there anything else you want to touch on, or do you want to shoot it uh, straight over the Bengals? Yeah, a couple things with the Reds. I mean, Jockety said a while back that the Reds are going to add a starting pitching, a veteran starting pitcher this off season. So, a couple of names that I saw that I thought might be realistic is John Lackey, Tim Lincecum, Ryan Vogelsong, uh, Jaime Garcia. I tweeted about them the other day. I tweeted out another handful of names. One guy I'd love to see them get uh, is Jaime Garcia. That's a quality pitcher right there if he can stay healthy. You know, I would would have to completely agree. I think he'd be a great fit for this team. Uh, He adds a lot. Obviously, you know, Reds fans, you know him, um, you know, when he's pitching in St. Louis. Garcia's legit. I mean, he, he gets the job done. Yeah, if he could stay healthy, he'd be a heck of a pitcher. He could actually – I mean, that's a handful more games he'd win for them. Totally agree. But do you think – I mean, I know they said they want to make that move and bring in a better starting pitcher, but with all the young pitchers we have coming up and plus Homer Bailey coming back, what – I mean, what sense does it really make when I think that you've already got these guys who have major league experience – or who got major league experience, wouldn't you just want to continue to throw them? If you think that, you know what, next year, and you provide that to the fan base of, you know what, maybe we aren't going to contend like I thought or that we are hoping, I guess you could say, wouldn't you just want to throw these pitchers out there and let them take their, their lumps? Or would you want to bring in a better and start a pitcher? I, I, I kind of lean more towards bringing in other help in the other positions as opposed to pitching. I guess it's kind of where I'm leaning. I mean, I agree. I, a couple, I think the veteran starting pitcher would help them learn. And then more importantly, with young guys, that's a lot of rough stretches. So you're going to need somebody who can prove to you that, oh, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to throw 200 innings a year. They need it. They will need an innings eater. That's true. But, I mean, I don't know. I, part of me just says, you know what, like, I, I, I know you're going to go through your rough stretch, but I just think part of me just says, you know what, you take your lumps with it and just you know, let these guys, you know, feast your famine out there. I, I Yeah. With the way, I mean, I'm with the way this team's saying, looking I, for I next year, though. I hope they don't find it. I, I, okay, okay, so we're in the same boat then. So we're thinking along the same lines. I just don't think I, it's worth it, you know? Yeah, I don't think it is either. I hope they don't, but Jockety said they will because, I, like, I'm with you. I don't think it's worth spending the money. You got all the rookies and pitchers and young guys. Just let them get the experience and let them go about their business. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more, you know, just, you know, my thing is, like I said, you know, put, there's 
money could be much better spent elsewhere on this club as opposed to starting pitching when you've got a ton of of young talent anyway. That's just kind of where I'm leaning. But then again, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not the GM. I should be because I think I do a better job than Jockety. But I mean, what can I say? I think I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so I mean, well, I mean, is there anything else, Reds wise, you want to touch on? Uh, maybe another thing or two, uh, and then we can talk some Bengals and top off here. Uh, I think okay. one thing they can, one thing that they can fix the bullpen right off is to put Brandon Finnegan and Michael Lorenzen in the eighth innings and ninth innings. I think that Hoover, Finnegan, and Lorenzen, that would be a great seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys right there. You wouldn't keep, you wouldn't keep Lorenzen as a starter? Well, I mean, you saw what happened in September. Lorenzen came out of the bullpen, and he was dominant. I mean, he was hitting 99. And as a starter, he was only sitting 95 or so. He was not very good as a starter. That's true. And he was a closer at at Cal State Fullerton anyway. So that Uh that is true. Yeah, that makes much more sense. And I think, you know, know what? honestly, I'm going to get this off my chest. I'm sick and tired of people blasting J.J. Hoover. I'm sick and tired of it. You know, there's uh, everyone, like, God forbid the guy gives up a home run, and people are out, I mean, just immediately crucifying him. I don't know how many times I had to defend J.J. Hoover because, you know what, he's a damn good pitcher. You look at his stats, 2014 was an anomaly. Look at his stats. J.J. Hoover is a damn good pitcher, and I tell you what, you give him these opportunities, he's going to come through for this team. But God forbid, you know, we have a – I can't, even tell you how many times, I can't even tell you how many times that this year when he had a 150 ERA that he would give up a run and people would tweet to me saying, oh, Hoover strikes again. Why is Hoover in the game? And, I, I mean, I just wanted to say, have you not looked at his numbers? Hey, I know. I don't know how many times I know I've been in conversations with you on Twitter throughout the season about it to where, you know, you and I are jumping in his defense because, yeah, God forbid he gives up a run. And the sky's falling in. It's all same old J.J. Hoover. And I'm like, you, yeah. half the time, the problem is, and I'm going to call it Cincinnati fans, period. And I know I'm probably going to get, you know, lit up for it. But you know what? We have the most fickle fan base in in the country. We have to. Between the Bengals fans talking about Andy Dalton and then J.J. Hoover is, J.J. Hoover is the Andy Dalton of the Reds. The guy can't huh. do anything right. And they won't, he won't get any credit when he does well, but the people are so quick to crap on him when he does bad. Same thing with Andy Dalton. It's absolutely well, ridiculous. If Dalton throws a touchdown pass, the first thing you see is wait till the playoffs. Exactly. I know. And that's one thing I'm going to touch on, and I've, I've written it numerous times on my blog, that just enjoy the ride, people. Enjoy it. My God, this team is good. You know, I mean, this Bengals team is freaking good. Enjoy the I, I ride. I'll never forget. In 2013, when the Reds lost in the wild card game, I said, I remember it, I said, I would rather just lose 100 games and not make the playoffs than win 90 and get eliminated in the first round. And I that was the worst thing I ever said because I know for a fact I would rather win 90 and get eliminated in the first round every year. <laughs> Exactly, man. Exactly. I mean, it, it, you don't realize how fun winning is until you don't do it anymore, even if it's just a regular season. Oh, I know. And you know what? Like, I went down to a game this season with my dad. I mean, I was down at the All Star game and everything like that, which was, I mean, awesome. And I got to give, you know, Castellini and the whole Reds organization just absolute props for everything they did with with the All Star game because I tell you what, it was first class. They did just a phenomenal job. But then after that, you know, I went down um, just before the uh, just before the All Star game in the series, uh, the game against the Phillies, uh, with one of my buddies, and then afterwards went to a game um, against the Brewers. I think it was in September. I went down with my dad, and there was like six people there. It was just, I mean, it was, it was sad. But yeah, like you said, you know what? <laughs> when you don't have the winning. Because honestly, as Reds fans, we were used to it was since 2010. We were used to winning. You know, we had a we had a nice stretch run there of 
hey, this is getting fun. You know, we're starting to roll. And the next thing you know, this, you know, last yep. year was, I mean, train wreck. And, yeah, like, give me winning every time now. Yeah, touch on just to touch on the bullpen real quick, one last thing and then something yeah. else. The reason I want Finnegan in the eighth inning and not starting, Finnegan has proven already he can be a dominant uh, late-inning guy. I mean, that right there, if you put him in the eighth inning, that's one inning you don't have to worry about anymore. That's very true. Very true. Plus, you know, I think bullpen wise, I mean, what he we have we have so many, you know, we have so many starting pitchers, young starting pitchers. Like our Some arms, of them have had great bullpen. Yeah, exactly. So like you said, with with Lorenzen, which, you know, throwing him in the bullpen I think would be, you know, once you kinda of broke it down a little bit, a phenomenal idea, considering that's what he did in college. You know, I'm all for it. You know, you got to move some of these guys back because you got to prepare for losing Chapman. You know, because it's going to happen. I think Finnegan. I think Finnegan being your your closer would be a great idea. Uh, I yeah. mean, I, either him or you can have him or Lorenzen. I think could be your closer and settle in just fine. You know, so because yeah. you got you have to look ahead to losing Chapman because it's going to happen. This team's not going to be able to afford him. And I honestly, I think you trade him. Maybe this off season, maybe at the winter meeting, and see what you can get back for them. Yeah, they need to. Uh, a couple other things that people ask me, yeah. real quick questions I'll get through. Uh, who do I think is going to be the opening day starter? Right now, it's Di Scalfani because I don't think Bailey's going to be ready. And that's yeah. Scalfani right now, if they don't sign any veteran, veteran pitching. Uh, what are they going to do with Suarez and Cozart? I've already said I hope Cozart's not back. But Price tonight with Lance McAllister said that he wants Suarez to be able to play left field and third base. So that right there raises eyebrows. I don't know what he wants to do with him. Uh, what's wrong with Cueto? Uh, I just think he misses Cincinnati. I don't think he likes being in Kansas City. As bad as that sounds, that sounds high schoolish. But I just don't think he likes it. I think he misses Cincinnati. You know because what? He's still, pump- getting- he's still pumping out 94, 95 mile per fastballs. He's healthy. I was thinking the same thing. Do you th- what, do you think there's any chance he could come back and take maybe a discount or no? I, I was thinking that. I think I think he would for a, a discount, but not as cheap as the Reds would want. But yeah. the only thing with that is that a team like the Red Sox or Yankees would go ahead go ahead and give him the money that he wanted originally. That's true, but I think if he's not liking it in Kansas City. Which I was thinking the exact same thing because he had skipped out on some, you know, some appearances and stuff like that. Which you know, there's a lot of. Um, yeah, he skipped he took out a lot on of, a. Uh, he skipped out on a meet and greet at a, uh, the best barbecue place in town. Yeah, I mean, and stuff like that. He just when he when he was traded, there was that the whole thing about it, you know, surrounding him that you know he was he was he was upset that he was traded. He knew it was going to happen, but he was still very upset about it, and he was emotional. I mean, I, then I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, what, maybe he will come back, maybe for a, uh, maybe for a discount. I just like you said, I, I don't think it's going to be. It just won't be well, very cheap if, is what we're hoping for. Even if he would come back for a discount, he would still want have to be at least a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, I, but you know what? If you can trade, if you can get rid of like a Chapman or something like that, that could help. I mean, bring in someone like a Quinto, you know? Yeah. But like you said, with all the rookies starting pitching and stuff, that doesn't matter now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I know. Unfortunately, that ship sailed. I mean, really bringing in Quinto would be pointless. It would be a waste of money, and it would just be really getting somebody out of a job who could be uh, – just as good as Quayda and younger and cheaper. Exactly. Yep. I mean, as nice as it would be to the fans and, you know, how exciting the fans would be about it, it it's it's not worth it for, for this franchise to uh, to jump into a big contract like that because, you know what, the contracts that we jumped into before are the reason why we're here, where we are now. And I'm fine with Brandon that Bill because, you know what? And Homer Bailey. Exactly. Because, you know what, and at the time, I was fine with it because it showed the Reds were going for it. I'm cool with that. I'm 100% cool with the fact, you know, hey, they went for it, but unfortunately it didn't work out. So there's nothing you can do. Now you just have to, uh, you know, now you just got to roll with it. 
Well, that's one reason I always defended the front office with those contracts. Is I always tell people they went for it, it didn't work out. On to the next group of players. I mean, it's not like they didn't try. It's not like they were cheapskates or anything. I mean, their payroll this year was like $110 million coming into the opening day. Yeah, I mean, it, it. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and you know, unfortunately, it's just. Uh, <laughs> it, it, we, we now have to to live with you know, not mistakes. Cause I wouldn't say they're mistakes, but we just have to live with uh, with you know what they were going for, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. So, hey, I'm yep. cool with that. But we just you know, fans just have to realize it's going to be a tough uh, next year or two uh, before we even you know are in position to be you know to be in a good spot. Yeah, it is. A uh, couple other, couple other last questions. Uh, yeah. Where will Leak and Cueto end up? I think Leak goes to San Francisco. Well, stays in San Francisco, and then Cueto probably stays in Miami. You think he goes to Miami? I think uh, San Francisco. Cueto, um, I think. I saw... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say Cueto. Uh, I think were... money, Red Sox. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I because saw something that. He... Um, that the Marlins were looking at both Leak and Cueto, or yeah, yeah Leak and that. Cueto. They, they were wanting so, to get both of them. But I think I think Leak fits. Uh, he fits Miami more than what uh, than what Cueto does. I mean, you still got Fernandez down there. I mean, they got yeah. a lot of talent down there in Miami. But you know, I I, I see Leak going to Miami. Uh, the only reason I think Cueto goes to Red Sox will money is because he's best friends with Pedro Martinez. And then, uh, do I think the Reds will sign any free agents other than a veteran pitcher? I think they could sign Gerardo Parra because he'd be decently che- uh, cheap and he'd be a good guy to lead off and play left field until Jesse Winker's ready. And then, do I think they'll trade Chapman, Bruce, Phillips, or Frazier? Chapman, yes. Bruce, yes. Phillips, no. And then Frazier, probably no. I'd have to agree. have to agree. It's just one of those things. It's you know, eh, we'll see. But you know, there's a lot of moves to be made, and uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting off season. It's going to be an interesting uh, time in the, you know, in the uh, in the winter meeting. So, yeah, yeah it's going to. I'd say it's a really good be chance they trade Kevin and Bruce. I would have to agree. I think they. I think they do the same. Well, Phillips has ten five rights. So he can deny any trade that they even try and put him in anyway. So I only think he would go to the Yankees if anybody. You think so? Yeah, because look at Phil's personality. I mean, he's as Hollywood as it gets. And what other team would you want to go to than the Yankees? That's very, very true. But I'm any other team than that, I don't think he would allow. Yeah, it, it, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, he is. He's about as he's a diva. So, you know, with that being said, you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what goes on with that. So, yeah, let's see. Is there uh See, I'm looking here at my Twitter feed just to see what what's going on here. Is there anything else you wanted to uh wanted to bring up with that or do you want to touch quickly on some Bengals or do you actually have to get off? Uh, we can touch real quick on some Bengals. That was the only Reds questions that I'd gotten. Okay. All the stuff that I had to talk about tonight. Okay. But this six and zero Bengals team is not the same as the Bengals were last year when they started out three three and zero or four and zero. Exactly. I couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, and that's one thing that I, I think that's where a lot of my my frustration with people, you know, comes in is the fact that. You know, this is a different team again. You can go ahead and have fun, guys. Enjoy it. So yeah. <laughs> well, the biggest difference from these teams is you got Marvin Jones, a healthy AJ Green, and Tyler Eifert. This team is so deep. The amount of depth that this team has, um, and I, I constantly write about it. You know, in my in my previews, and I'm going to be coming up with a, uh, you know, a basically. Uh, grades from the first part of the, you know, the first part, you know, the pre-buy. You know, this has been the depth that they have. And see, you know what, this is the Andy Dalton that the Bengals had drafted. Um, 
Um, see, I watched him at TCU a lot. Um, I, I kind of became a TCU fan when LaDainian Tomlinson was there. I'm not saying I'm yeah. a diehard TCU fan, but, you know, I follow him. But, you know, so I, I watched Andy Dalton a lot in, at TCU. And he was a great quarterback. So, the, you know, this is the kind of quarterback that they drafted. This is the guy we thought we were going to be getting. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, look um, at the throws. That, look at the throws that Dalton's making this year. The throws that he's made this year, he hasn't even came close to making in his first uh, four years. I mean, he's exactly. got right now. He has right now. He's throwing the most accurate deep ball in the NFL. He's completing sixty-six percent of his deep balls that he's throwing. And I tell you what, that's incredible. And uh, you know, the and I, honestly, I, I think a lot of it. And I had some people who. You know, we have we're Bengals season ticket holders. My family is, so yeah. A couple, a couple people around us are. I mean, I swear they live to, to hate Andy Dalton, and I it drives me nuts because I get into it with them all the time about it. But the um, it's like they're so hardcore into AJ McCarron that yeah the. Well, the Bengals they actually just started working out some quarterbacks today. I don't know if that meant McCarron's not looking good or not, but but how, how much of how much of Andy Dalton's performance is because of AJ McCarron? I think having that guy behind him who is is pushing him, I, I think that that adds a lot. I mean, I, I think that's really helped out Andy Dalton. Uh, and it's pushed him to be a better quarterback, and the fact that he has the weapons at his disposal, like he does. You can't ask for much more than that. I, I think that you're going to see – I mean, Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton. He's going to have some games where you're going to scratch your head and go, what the hell was that? But the majority of the games are going to be exactly what you're seeing now. I mean, he's an MVP yeah. candidate right now. And he's every bit the AFC MVP. I mean, that's just – he he's playing more that well. More of the competition from McCarron has came from the fans more than anything, just because so many fans don't like Dalton. I, I yeah, exactly. I mean the the push for the the push for AJ McCarron to step in and be quarterback, and then and, and I was absolutely disgusted by this when people booed him at the celebrity all I was so mad about. I was so embarrassed to call myself a Bengals fan because of that. How pathetic do you have to be as a human being to boo own players who has led your team to the playoffs for four straight years? You're going to boo him in a celebrity softball game for baseball all-star? Like, are you kidding me? Are you dead? Like, it, it just it baffles me. I don't get it. It's incredible about how I mean the Bengals were known as the Bungles. It's it's amazing how as bad as they were in the nineties, that when a quarterback takes him to four straight playoff appearances, it's not good enough. And I don't think it ever will be good enough. Because people are they expecting a Drew Brees or Tom Brady. And it's just that's not the way it is. And people have Until to realize they want a Bowl, it won't be good enough. I know. You know when you look at some of these teams, I mean I, and I, you know, I, I'm a big Broncos fan. So, but I mean, I may have been too young to to realize this, but uh, you know, when John Elway was quarterback, <laughs> excuse me, man, I, my my cold's get, kicking my butt. But um, when Elway was quarterback, and you know, they would make the Super Bowl and get stomped out. Then you know what? It took Elway years. I mean. You know, he won too, right? The, you know, when, right before he retired. So before that, you know, were people saying the same thing about him? Probably not. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's very frustrating. Yeah. But I think I think if they're ever if they're ever going to win a playoff game, it's got to be this year. But because if they don't win one this year, then I actually do think you have to sit back and start thinking. All right, what do we got to do now? What do we go from from here? See, but honestly, but I can't. If you look at some of the previous playoff, you know, appearances last year, there's nothing. I mean, I don't care who you had. There was no way the Bengals were going to win that game. 
no, that's not no. on Andy Dalton. Nah, Andy I, Dalton had that. That fourth playoff loss should not have counted. His number, his number two receiver was Rex Burkhead. Exactly. I mean, it's just I don't know. I, I, I just think he gets unfairly criticized for a lot of this. So, you know, it is what it is. But, but well, unfortunately, like you said. A lot of the criticism comes from people see that he makes one throw, but then he'll turn around and have another throw that you just think, what in the world was that? <laughs> but that's Andy Dalton, and we should know that that's what we can expect. So to me, you know, you know, you know that's going to come with with having Andy Dalton as your quarterback. So kind of like just kind of yeah. roll with it. That's kind of how I, I that's my approach with it. But I, I may be off base. So. Well, it also it also doesn't help him considering how good his uh, talent around him is. Because I've told people well, here, the Bengals have the best skilled players in football. No doubt, no doubt, and it's amazing what a healthy Tyler Eifert can do. I mean, look at look yeah. at the difference he's made. I mean, he's Gronk two point oh. No doubt, no doubt. So I mean, it, it's just. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. Man, my goodness. My cold is just absolutely instructing me. Holy cow. Ooh. Oh man. Well, I know you have to uh I know you have to be getting going here pretty soon, so um you know, is there uh is there anything else you want you wanna add quickly before we before we end the show? No, I think we pretty much touched on everything. We got through the coaching changes, uh player decisions this upcoming year and some Bengals. I think we got everything. That works, man. Well, uh I I appreciate it. we'll have to uh we'll have to, you know, do a couple more of these shows here coming up. But uh again you can check out uh myself and, and, and Zach on page two sports dot com. Uh check us out there. We I cover NHL, I cover combat sports. Also I do my own blog, uh FTI com. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock. Zach, uh, where can people find you and, uh, and engage with you on Twitter? Uh, Red Chat 2015. That works, man. Well, uh, we thank you guys very much for tuning in here tonight. Uh, we will be back. Uh, I know, you know, probably next week. I'm trying to think. Uh, we'll try and get another show in here next week. Uh, try and get some. Try and get some more going here, and try and get you know some more content out there. But again. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, uh, both Zach and myself. And make sure you check us out on page2sports.com as well. Uh, So with that being said, we thank you guys very much for tuning in. And uh, make sure you guys go ahead and and, and let us know how we we did. So uh, with that being said, thank you guys very much. Have yourselves a great weekend. And uh, take care. All right. Thank you, Chris. Bye. Take care, Zach. See you.